Hey guys, what's up? It's Rachel, host of the Fearless Podcast. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Today we'll be discussing how to strengthen your relationship with God. And I definitely think at some point every Christian has Googled this. <laughs> how do we strengthen our relationship with God? Sometimes you feel so far away and I definitely know that I've Googled this a few times in my time, but there are just so many opinions out there. So today we'll be sorting through what really works to strengthen our relationship with God. So I really hope Hope you enjoyed this episode. Before I get into this episode, if you don't currently have a relationship with God, you might feel that this episode isn't going to be relatable to you. However, I do want to take this opportunity to explain what exactly having a relationship with God even means. First of all, having a relationship with God is just, it's super simple, it's super easy. All it requires is accepting Jesus and trusting Him with your life. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> um, being a Christian isn't about weird rituals and having the, oh, I have to go to church mindset or doing certain things and not doing other things. A lot of people that I've spoken to, they think that being a Christian is super boring, which is also incredibly false. Just a personal relationship with God is accepting and trusting Jesus and having faith in Him and what He did for you on the cross. So yeah, I really hope that explains the gist of it, of where I'm coming from, and how you too can have a relationship with Jesus if that's what you want. Also, I just wanted to be clear that there is nothing that we can do to make our relationship with God stronger or weaker than it already is. We can't make God love us than He already does. When people usually ask this question, they're not actually distinguishing between the union and communion. So in the union sense, the answer is no, we can't do anything about that because we're already loved and saved through Jesus Christ. And we can't be more loved than that because God's love isn't determined by our actions. If that still doesn't make sense, I would definitely recommend spending some time doing like a personal study on the topic of God's grace so that you understand what I'm talking about when I talk about union with God. But today we'll be looking at improving our communion with God. The communion part makes a difference in our relationship with God. If I intentionally do a devotional every day, I've noticed that I tend to focus on things that matter to God more than if I didn't do a devotional. Or the reverse is opposite. So if I do things that are harmful to my relationship with God, such as giving into temptation, um, I then find praying and talking to God is a lot harder and I just won't do it as much. I won't be as involved in the church and I will feel like everything I do is just a burden. So this part, the communion part, the relationship with God can definitely be strengthened. Strengthening our relationship with God isn't a simple five-step program and then boom, we're best friends with God. No, no, no. So think of your relationship with God not as a sprint, but as a marathon. Think about how you have a strong relationship with your friend or your romantic partner, and that relationship took intentionality and time. So the same thing works with God. In the Bible, Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love your God with every passion of your heart, with every energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. And you must love others the same way that you love yourself. So ask yourself, do you really love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Does God have all of your heart? You may be wondering, okay, well, what does that even mean? Well, it means that you love him like you would anyone else. So for example, I love my husband so much, and every single time he gets home after, after a 12-hour shift, 
I, not in like a cringy way, but like I greet him at the door and I just tell him about my day and I tell him the ups and downs. And God wants you to do the same with him on a daily basis. Another term for praying is just talking to God. So it's it's nothing overly complicated. You don't need the these and the thys and the vows. You just need to tell God what makes you happy. What are your private hopes? What are your dreams? How, tell him how much you appreciate him. Tell him what makes you sad or jealous or angry. You don't need to tell him just the positives. Or you, you can even just apologize when you make a mistake. You can ask for his advice. You can seek out his answer and listen to the stories that he tells in the Bible because a lot of the stories in the Bible are ways of helping us fix our own problems. And just listen to those who speak his truth. Listen to other mature Christians who have that wisdom. Our minds can be easily filled by what we're influenced by, by who and what we surround ourselves with. So just find out what God values and stay true to those things. Ask yourself, would you watch the TV shows that you usually watch, listen to the music that you usually listen to, or say the things to your friends that you normally say if Jesus was sitting right next to you? Once you start thinking about these things and you genuinely want this, you want this close relationship with God, he might start to ask you to reassess, perhaps maybe as an example, your spending habits from indulging in yourself in material things, or rather give to those who are less fortunate. He might also encourage you to have a positive attitude rather than a negative one. I definitely know that that's been particularly difficult for me because I'm very prone to negative thinking. Or God might even ask you to find new friends who would support your relationship with him rather than spend it with people who just lead you down a bad path. In every area of your life, seek ways to practically show your commitment to him. It's all about making good choices. I know before I said that, you know, some people think that, oh, I need to change completely who I am to be a Christian. No, that's not the case at all. Like I said, it's about making good choices and intentionally making room in your heart and mind to allow yourself to draw nearer to Him. These are good sacrifices. These aren't bad sacrifices. You're not going to have a sad, pathetic, held-down life by getting rid of things that God doesn't value. God is love and He is joy and He wants what's best for you. And when we make certain sacrifices, we find that our quality of life increases. So that's what I'm talking about. So another habit you can do is to intentionally make time to read and study the Bible every day. Now, this will look different to everyone. Over the holidays, I was trying many different ways and methods to study the Bible and to just make sure that it gets stuck in my head. I like to read the Bible as soon as I get up in the morning or right before I go to bed or just usually uh, if I find that I have a quiet moment throughout the day. Um... I'll try to read the Bible when I can, and this usually works for me, but I also feel like as soon as I put the book down after 10 minutes, I just forget everything that I just read. So also as I'm reading, I personally like to highlight whatever verse stuck out to me or whatever concept stuck out to me, and I usually write the verse down in my journal or I make a note of it on my Bible app, and I try to expand and think about the words later. We all learn in very different ways, whether it's visually, verbally, physically, socially, or orally, like speaking. By reading and writing at the same time, I'm tackling this area of learning in two different learning styles. So Jesse, my husband, does this by reading the Bible and listening to an audiobook. So that's also two ways of getting the Bible into you. I found that the more areas you cover while doing a task, it's easier to block out the distractions and focus on the task. And this method could be used for almost anything when it comes to learning a skill. So pro tip, 
Speaking of learning, another way that you can strengthen your relationship with God is by intentionally learning something new about Him or Christianity as a faith, like religion in general. There is so much to learn when you research your faith, if you actually think about it. There are so many rewards that come from it as well. You can study, for example, the archaeological side and look into evidence for like King David, King Xerxes, Hezekiah, Queen Esther, the Book of Annals, Jeroboam's building for the temple in Dan. Like there are just so many things, Dead Sea Scrolls and just things like that. So grab yourself an archaeology study Bible and it will give you so many examples of biblical people and events and all these things that have a real life record and things that have happened in the past. Or you can grab some of, uh, there's this author called Lee Strobel. Um, You can grab some of his books and read about the scientific side of Jesus being crucified on the cross and what it looks like from a medical point of view, for example. He has so many books. Um, There's like the case for Christ, the case for miracles, the case for Easter, or you can research all the world's religions and discover what's similar and what's different between them. I love doing that. It actually opens my eyes a lot to different cultures and different religions. I love reading Ravi Zacharias's little books where he compares uh, Christianity to all these different faiths and it's just been eye-opening. So just learn everything that you can about your faith. Expand your knowledge on it, and, you know, you might learn something that you didn't know before. The last habit is spend time in places where you can feel God the most and see Him working in the most. So that may sound really weird to some people, but just hear me out. So I, for example, I feel close to God in nature, say, for example, in a park or a garden, and I'm reading a book there. It might be the Bible. It might be just like a Christian life book. Um, But just being amongst God's creation just makes me feel a lot closer to God. Pastor Rick Warren once said in a Transformed Sermon series that I listened to a few years ago, he said that when God made us, he put us in the Garden of Eden, not the skyscraper of Eden. So as human beings, we're not meant to live in concrete jungles. We're meant to be amongst nature. It's really refreshing and it definitely brightens our day when we see like, you know, green grass and pretty flowers. I know that's hard considering that I live in a desert, but you know, if all else fails, just turn on like a YouTube compilation of nature or something. I don't know. But Anyway, the next part of what I'm talking about is by going to church. A lot of people go to church with the wrong reasons, or sometimes they don't know why they go to church. They just go. But let me quickly tell you and give you some reasons of why I think you should go to church. So in a world where everyone has different opinions, the church should definitely be a compass for those who are confused about God and they want to know more about Him or they just don't know about Him at all or what the Bible says. By gathering with other Christians for discipleship, we're reminded of who and who whose we are. And when we come together under the same banner of God, we also find comfort and support from others when we just can't do those things ourselves. We're lifted up in the best way and we grow and people encourage us to live purposefully and with integrity. When you find a church home, now I'm emphasizing home because there are people out there who just jump from like church to church to church and you don't really get like that sense of family. But when you find a church home, your family gets a lot bigger. I lost my father when I was seven to a brain tumor, but by being in a church where I can call home, I now have at least five spiritual dads, (laughs) not including obviously my ultimate father, God himself, but I also have spiritual mothers, aunts, sisters, brothers, all from the church. 
All in all, what I'm saying is that having a church home, regularly attending, you get involved in Jesus' mission and you do it with other people. You fight injustice together, you grow together, you live your lives together. There are so many people who don't attend church or just hop from church to church, like I said before, and they wonder why they have no, quote, real friends. Or they've been bound up by, you know, past church hurt and it's been stopping them from living joyfully and purposefully. So I really hope that today's episode has given you some insight in how to strengthen your relationship with God. Just remember that God is always waiting for you to turn to Him and He wants to have a deeper, more meaningful relationship with you and He wants nothing more to help you and to spend some time with you. So if you intentionally invest in what I've said, it will definitely change your life for the better because I know that it certainly has for me. Well, that's all for today. I really hope that you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.